Listen, as a leader, I get it. I get it. Especially as a leader, because I live in a world of nodding heads and note takers who will walk right out the door and do very little with what they've heard and what they've been taught. And I don't take it personally because I believe we've all. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Help Myself Podcast. Listen, I'm your host, John M. Singletary Sr. <laughs> you hear that music kick up behind me, man, like I got a DJ in here. You know what I'm saying? Hey. <laughs> Listen, I am glad to be here on another episode of the Help Myself Podcast with all of you. Got some things we want to talk about, some things that we want to get into. We want to bring this power, inspiration, and motivation to your Monday. So it's me and my co-pilot, man. We hanging in there. You know that's why I have to put that senior in there. Because I got my junior, John M. Singletary Jr. Hey, that's who I do it for. So yeah, we are back in the saddle for another awesome time with all of you man let me just start off with y'all ask y'all how your weekend was man how your weekend was we uh enjoyed the veterans day shout outs and uh it was cool to see people that have been long retired or separated put up their pictures of their uniform uh, i'm not really on social media so i didn't see much of it but you know people were sending stuff and couple of buddies of mine sent some pictures of all us together, man. And it's really a good feeling to see the bonds that we've connected over or that we've created over time because of the experiences that we shared. And that's one of the things when you talk to veterans, man, it's a unique experience and those are unique bonds that we create and connect. And speaking of veterans, my sponsors, obviously I'm one of my own sponsors, but Q Images, my other sponsor, is also a veteran-owned business. So, let's get into it. The Help Myself Podcast, brought to you by Q Images, run by Timothy Quisenberry. It's a world-class, veteran-owned and operated Las Vegas-based photography company. Whether you need on-site, in-studio, or on-location photography, be prepared to receive top-notch, innovative, and high-level professionalism from Q Images. While other photographers take photos, Q Images captures memories and creates experiences. Go to qimages.smugmug.com or Instagram at QUE underscore images. Also, the book Powered by Purpose written by none other than your host, John M. Singletary Sr. Get your copy today at thehelpmyselfpodcast.com. Get your copy today at www.thehelpmyselfpodcast.com. I will ship that baby out to you personally autographed. And also to have some of this good energy from my co-pilot as he's running around singing and dancing, and I love it. I love it. I love it. So 
today, man, real quickly, I just want to talk about how we are knowledge rich and application poor. What does that mean? It means we have access. Not only do we have access, but so many of us possess knowledge. But a lot of times we are not applying the knowledge. We're not even applying the knowledge of how we can get to the knowledge. You ever been in a situation where somebody asks you a question and you know that they're always on their phone and I'm like, you could have Googled that instead of asking, you know, because I don't know the answer to this question. Why are you asking me? <laughs> and my little frustrations are, are, are coming to the surface. So let's avoid that. Let's avoid that. But, you know, um, definitely I have for a long time lived in a space where you have active note takers and head nodders and they walk out day after day, week after week, month after month and year after the year unchanged by the information that's available. And I remember one, um, one of the things as a senior leader, a lot of people just had this idea that I knew everything and I used to, this was the hardest thing. Um, and this is probably something that I don't particularly care for when it comes to the leadership space is how sometimes people will make, uh, I don't want to use the word deity, but they will deify you. They'll make you some type of hero because you put in the work and um, you've shown an ability and a willingness to open doors and make the path a little bit easier. And so they start to see you as the person that should always make their path easier. But there's some things along the path that you should learn and that you should pick up. And so what would happen to me oftentimes was that because I was abreast on many topics and a lot of knowledge about things, people just started thinking I just was a guy that knew all the stuff. But it was, I used to tell them all the time, I have access to the same emails. And all of the information that is all like a lot of this stuff y'all think I just happen to know, I just read it in the emails that were commonly circulating that you ignored. And, you know, obviously excuses, well, we don't have time, just that and the other. And it was always laughable to me. I'm like, how is it that I have more time to pay attention to stuff and I'm your boss's boss's boss? You know what I mean? Like, like not to diminish how busy they were, but I think it's important to just take responsibility. Don't treat me like I'm not busy, so I have more time to be more conscientious. Just accept it and say, I am getting valuable information from someone that I respect on how I can become more knowledgeable and be in a position to be of service and of help that they are, you know? And so sometimes that would be my preference, you know, because a lot of times it was just information that was easily and publicly accessible. And it was just people that just didn't take time to uh, get the information. So that was always the frustrating thing to me. But the thing that we have to understand is that we're living in a time where we have access to more information than we've ever had access before. Dave Chappelle um, made a brilliant, brilliant, um, I want to say analogy, but basically he was just talking about how, like, I remember when the space shuttle 
You know, they did it live and the teacher rolled in the, the, the television so that we could all watch. Um, I can't remember if that one was Challenger. I believe it was Challenger that exploded. Like, we were just kids sitting there watching it, and then all of a sudden it exploded. Everyone presumed dead, and we're just in that moment. We're, we're elementary school students, and we're just in that moment, like, not knowing how to process it. And, you know, students in the administration understanding how big of a moment was, they sent us home for the rest of the day, you know? And it's like, because we just watched it. We were in the cafeteria, and they pulled it, and we watched it explode live. And so, like, you know it's a trauma and it's a tragedy and it's something that has to be processed, you know? And now you look at it and you open your phone and there's a tragedy here. And then there's a tragedy there. You know, every time you look into it now, it's like, Oh yeah. In five, six different States, we had this same thing happening or, you know, that, and we have access to all of this stuff, man. And just imagine how we just have to kind of choose to unplug from it. And and when he was talking about that, I said, wow, you know, I can only imagine how difficult that is. So that softens my view on people having access to information, because I think sometimes now we have to be better about actively managing our attention away from the constant news cycle. Because even though we have access to so much, trust me, it is still filtered in a way to shape our beliefs. And it's funny how as you get older and more cynical, you can see these biases, how they play out, <laughs> you know, in the news and in the reporting. But I think one, it's important that we do unplug ourselves from the knowledge. But although we can make this a point too, I think that it's a point that is definitely worth understanding is that Knowing that we have access to this information ought to make us more structural and procedural about how we go about getting information when we know that so much of it is available. Um, and it's amazing to me that there are so many avenues to get information. Again, like I said, you know, I, I, I made mention of Google. Um, you know, you have access to uh, the libraries of prestigious universities online and you can go in there and you can really read like journal stuff that peer to peer and stuff that's been tested. And it isn't just some wild website that's just putting out conspiracy theories. There's all kinds of verifiable ways that you can get to qu high quality vetted information in you know, so many tools. But sometimes I think, you know, the pace. Um, the speed at which outside information. One of the things that I did a couple of years ago, and I don't think a lot of people have noticed, um, if I so choose every once in a while, I will comment on something that's happening in current events. But current event, I don't want to call them, <laughs> we'll call them events. Current events, events. And I didn't mean to use that twice. They happen so often that when you see the internet going crazy over one thing, just give it two to three days and then they'll be going crazy over something new, right? And one of the decisions I made was unless I really, really, really 
strongly wanted to put some insight in there, or I had a view that I could verify, which is hard to do because trust me, so many um, good intentioned people get up and write these social media posts like this is the end all be all. And, you know, I'm sitting there thinking, yeah, I've already seen this same take 12, 13 times already today. And it ain't even lunchtime yet. So, like, I know you feel like you're really doing that thing. But trust me, these conversations are engineered to only go in certain directions. And they're going to go in the exact same directions. Like, literally, if (laughs) I could run a test. And I promise y'all, I would probably have anywhere from a 90 to 95% accuracy rate. But I could probably write three to four different takes on every current event thing to come and just put them up and then just wait on someone to write a whole thesis paper on the different takes that I say will be what people get out of this. And I promise you that probably every five to six, maybe even 10 events, I might be wrong. You know, that that's how predictable it is. But yet when you are in the moment, when you are in that place, it's just a conversation that's happening. You know, and sometimes it's how people deal with how things are going. Maybe the that opinion is a way to help you vent on something that's going on in your real life without you putting your real business. There's so many reasons why people jump on it. But what I did was I made a, a very pointed decision not to jump into that current events, talk about a space. Reasons for that is, is that I felt like I wanted to make sure that my platform was coming directly from my voice and my thoughts. And if I responded to everything that was happening um, in current events and all of the social media topics, then I'm allowing someone or something else to create the narrative for me. And I don't want them to create the narrative on a page that represents me. I want to make sure that I'm in complete control and that you can have so many of my original thoughts based on my original experiences that are originating from um, original timelines. Like they're not coming out in response to anything that for the most part, it comes from a very, very sincere genesis of this being the information that I wanted to point out. But when you look at that, that information, there's opportunities. And I think sometimes we are fascinated by the fact that we have knowledge, that we have access to knowledge, that we don't realize that application of knowledge is not only the natural progression, but it's the superior performance pathway. Um, we make the joke all the time. Knowledge is knowing that a tomato is a fruit. Wisdom is to not put a tomato in the fruit salad, you know? <laughs> Just use that one uh, with a group of leaders that I was um, having conversations with at an event in Germany, you know, and that came up. But I was like, even though it's old, it is very pertinent and is a very valuable piece of information that sometimes I remember being in meetings with my troops and they just wanted to correct everything. 
And I would have to say, I remember sitting with one of my guys, man, and I sat back and I said, no, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. I said, that, that little misinformation right there, that, that's minor. That's not going to impact our processes. We know uh, that that's just a minor error. We want to hold back our input so that we can make sure we can get the major procedural wins that we need to get uh, this process that we're trying to push, um, you know, to get the end goal. And as we moved through it and looked at it, he realized that there was wisdom in what I said. I've been doing this for a long time, and there's a limited amount of fights that you can entertain in senior leadership. Because once you become known as the, the, the person that's always fighting, then it takes away from you having the ability to have a voice. So I learned how to pick my spots and I learned how to apply my knowledge in wise ways, which was the use of wisdom. And people give me a lot of credit for being wise. And I'll tell you where wisdom came from. My wisdom comes from me misapplying pieces of knowledge that I got and then getting my tail whipped and my skull bashed in and so I can come back after I have recovered from these wounds and these injuries and I can come back and I can talk to you and say, listen, I know how this is going to go because I got the scars and the stitches and the fractures <laughs> to prove it. And so, but that's not the only way that you can get wisdom. Sometimes you can get wisdom by talking to somebody that's hard headed like me and really sit down and hear what I'm saying. I, I think a lot of times um, it's difficult to sit down with some people because you leverage too much of their current journey without understanding the totality of their journey. And just because they may be sitting at a state of rest and peace now doesn't mean the entire journey was restful and peaceful, that there was definitely some turbulence. And one of the things wisdom has taught me is that a lot of times in making decisions, more times than not, listening to the knowledge, wisdom, and experience of people that have gone before me will keep me from having to go through the same trials and tribulations. And so that's why it's important as uh, progenitors of knowledge here in this podcast space, in leadership space, in supervisory space, in the business space, whatever space you find yourself in, it's cool to have sound bites. It's cool to be able to get on the mic and say really um, things that can be clipped, things that can be inspirational, but you've got to hound on application. I'm big in listening to inspirational, motivational speakers. It's my thing, man. Listening to Les Brown, man, mixing, you know, his wisdom, his jokes and his emotional experiences. It just gives me chills, man. And it's, it's been one of the keys sometimes how I've been able to pull myself out of dark places to hear him be so candid about his mistakes and his successes and the things that he's gone through and all of that. And so that's my thing, but that might not be everybody's thing. But I tell you what, it is important to be able to listen to knowledge that has been applied to turn into at the very least, effective application, and at best, wisdom that can be unpacked across several disciplines. Like, if I'm telling you not to fight certain fights because they're going to look at you like somebody that likes to fight, that's something that can, you can apply 
across several disciplines. You can apply that in your relationships. You can apply that at work. You can apply this in civic organizations. You can apply this in sports and getting, you know, understand what, which fights are important to fight. You know, now, if I tell you, I can tell you something the same on a fight. Um, there was a fight that I took that I knew I wouldn't win. And I've talked about it before, but it was probably one of the most important fights that I took on. I took on the fight because it was the absolute right thing to do. I knew I was going to lose as soon as I took the fight on, but that didn't deter me because I knew that it was the right fight. And I suffered tremendous personal and professional loss. But if I was put in the exact same position, and I probably was, but I just had a little more situational and professional power to survive it. But I learned that though that's a fight that I would go back and fight when it comes to doing what's right, when it comes to uh, fighting for people who are going to be unfairly targeted by the power of somebody else and that it's going to have negative impacts simply because of somebody's ego, I fight that fight all day long, you know, and that's wisdom. It's wisdom that came from fighting those fights. Like, I know how the fight is going to turn out, but I also know how to maintain your sanity. I know how to keep your peace. I know how to keep your people encouraged. Like, my people that were on my teams, they saw me get whooped, but they saw me keep getting up and leading with courage. And, you know, and although they saw, I will say that they probably saw me. I think I was able to lead with a level of integrity that didn't make it obvious that this, that, and the other were going on that gave them enough courage to keep moving forward because from my perspective, oh, I knew it was bad because I could see everything. But, you know, I didn't go to them saying, oh, my God, this is so bad, so hard, and this, that, and, that, and all of the numerous bad things that I could, you know, point towards. I didn't do that. Because I knew as a leader, it was my job to stand up. But I'm talking about knowledge rich and application poor. Knowledge rich. So um, I think I've really, really driven the point home. But here's a few things that I want to leave you with. You know, there's plenty of knowledge that can be attained out there. Plenty of sources, plenty of resources for you to get knowledge. So I don't think that ability to get to knowledge is as much of an issue as it once was. I will never say it's not an issue because whenever you live in a world with the power dynamics that our world has, there's always going to be some holding back of knowledge. But I think really here in the last decade or so, the, um, the goal has been more to shock and awe you, you know, and uh, to put as much knowledge out there as possible. So I think, you know, what you've been seeing happening is, is that we know they'll get distracted because it's just so much knowledge. And the truth is, there is a lot to get distracted on. All my people, you know, whatever your, your preferred social media spot is, man, you can lose hours on TikTok. You can lose hours on Instagram, hours on Facebook, whatever your preferred is and whatever your reason is. And, and sometimes, listen, I'll be totally transparent. Sometimes when you feel alone 
and you go on there, you're just looking for some type of hum human connection, some way to be acknowledged as somebody that exists and that's worth somebody's attention. So I understand. So I would say that it's important to understand where your vices are. First off, you know, what are your time spoilers? What's taking your time? And this is when you're on your journey to get to more knowledge. What, what takes your time up? Because a lot of times we say we don't have time, but these phones are tricky. Now, when my phone be showing me the screen time on it, I was like, I could at least plucked an hour or two and done something else with it. But I was in the screen. It might not have been social media, but I was on something in my phone. Um, so understand what your distractions are. Give yourself grace because a lot of times your distractions are for a purpose. You're allowing yourself to be distracted because there's something that you probably need a break of some sort from. So give yourself grace on that. But when it comes to your knowledge, now you're going to have to decide to attempt to get knowledge from non-conventional spaces so that you are not as, well, how would I say it? Influenced to go to your entertainment sources. So I would say that a, it's almost like forming a curriculum. You know, like if you say, I'm going to listen to these kind of books. Or I'm going to listen to these kind of speeches. I'm going to read this for at least 30 minutes out the day. This is you being intentional, intentional about gaining knowledge that can help you move forward in a variety of different ways and disciplines. It could be um, like moving into 2024. One of the things that I want to really get down is um, getting the social media SEO, you know, all of that stuff, the getting um getting the internet stuff down pat. You know what I'm saying? So I'm reading books and that and I'm looking at a couple of seminars. I've got a couple of packages for editing and stuff and I'm setting it up to where I can learn how to use them better through YouTube University. You know, and so that is something that I'm implementing actively. And one of the things that's really helping me as, you know, I go through what I go through or, you know, as I go through this journey of learning how to apply better is, is that I create spaces where I am required to be a learner. Like, you know, I'm taking classes uh, in college now and it's requiring me to be a learner. It's requiring me to read different things. I'm already an avid reader and, uh, you know, I figure... Why not close out this year and add about four or five more books to my reading total for the year? But you got to do things like that that pull you out of your normal information spaces. And then secondly, uh, you need to add a system or certain activities that can kind of test or give you an opportunity to be hands-on with the knowledge that you are receiving, you know? So like I said, I'm working in the space of, you know, my SEOs and and how digitally, how to show up. And so there's going to be some times where I just have to create some stuff and I have to try and test it and do the things that I'm reading about and that I'm watching in the videos and listening to in the lectures and the different podcasts. And then uh, you got to kind of come up with a testing. You know, is this something now? It's like there's some stuff that I really thought that I was going to be able to pick up. And then I realized it might be a better use of my time to hire out to professionals or whatever. But that's not. The purpose of this podcast is whether you should hire out. You need to test your base of knowledge to see if it is sticking 
if maybe you need to dig in deeper and learn harder, or maybe you need to find a different way to learn, or maybe this might be something that is not going to stick in a way that you thought, and it can go into your base of experiential knowledge, but it might not be one that you can use forward. And um, weaponize, for lack of a better term. <laughs> you know, it might not be something that you could use to put in your toolkit to go forward and, you know, do the things that you Like right there, I had to use the editing tools that are now available to me when I do my podcasting because like I swallowed something and it went down the wrong. <laughs> so I'm sitting there, man, trying to catch my voice. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I can edit that out on the spot. You see, that is knowledge gained in riches and applied wealthily. I'm not application poor. I'm application wealthy. <laughs> but listen. There's so many ways. The biggest thing I want to challenge you to do is to be a seeker of knowledge, um, be a seeker of perspective. And every once in a while, a little cynicism isn't a bad thing. Sometimes people have opinions and things going on, and it doesn't hurt to say, I challenge this way of thinking. So, you go about your journeys of learning more knowledge becoming a better version of yourself, of being a better gainer of knowledge that you can apply and turn into useful wisdom. I want you to be encouraged. I want you to give yourself a whole lot of grace because you deserve it. And I'm proud of you for just desiring to be on a journey to learn more, to know more so that you can be able to do more in a positive way. I'm going to close like I always close. Listen, I can't help myself. I've got to inspire. I've got to encourage. I've got to empower. But I can't help myself by being the absolute best version of myself. And guess what? You can too. So why not we do it together? <laughs>